0: Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Leading Edge Cricket Podcast. Today we're going to be taking a look at the first two T20 internationals for England on this road to Australia 2022 because we have back-to-back World Cup years. I'm Rob, this is Rich. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Why did you have to say the A word already? Mm Australia. <laughs> don't need that. I'm just really getting over it. After watching this first game, I thought it was still Australia. Mm. <laughs> Every time someone says the Australian word, you drop whatever you've got, like the England mm. slip cordon. <laughs> just developing that little twitch. Um, yeah, yeah, mate. We're, we are on the road. Nothing stops. Nothing gets in the way for cricket, does it? We're on to the next one. It do, it does, mate. So five one day
0: five five t twenty is going on in Barbados all being played on the same wicket as England went and scored 236 against the Presidents 11 mm-hmm. the other day, Rich. A um, couple of omissions from the England team that I possibly expected to see in there. One, no Liam Livingston, who was sick. Mm-hmm. That's a, a bit of a shame. No Phil Salt. All, all yeah. the hype we've given to the Saltmeister General and we don't even get it. We don't even see him.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's on you, that one is. You're the other one hyping him up, aren't you? And he's yeah, it, it seems a bizarre one to me because I thought he was going to be somebody that was going to be fast-tracked towards uh, towards stardom in this England setup, especially with Livingston not uh, not being available. You want to get off to a good start, that's what Salt does, as good as anyone in the world, isn't it, in this yeah. format, in that first 10 balls or whatever it might be. So really strange, um, and I'm not quite sure if uh, the uh, the top of the order has been nailed down just yet, let's put it that way. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's fair enough. So England
0: batted first, year, Rich, 103 mm-hmm. all out off 19 overs. They found themselves 3-for-10, yes. found themselves 4-for-24. What What are we looking at? Are we looking at England batting really poorly, a poor pitch, or West Indies executing
1: exceptionally? Um, both things can be true, um, as is often the case. Um, England were pretty ordinary, weren't they? they- the ball's bouncing again. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> oh, bouncing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, again, this is Australia. I mean, I'm not saying these guys obviously weren't in Australia, so it's a different set of players, isn't it? But it's the same, it was the same problems. Bouncing ball, bit of pace. We didn't know what to do to it. Um, it was pretty ordinary. Um, yeah, nobody really contributed in that, uh, that top order. It was only really Chris Jordan that looked impressive. And that was way down the line, wasn't it? Um, Bowling-wise, you've got to give credit. When Jason Holder has posted figures of four wickets for seven off 3.4 overs, he was one of the openers, wasn't he? Sheldon Cottrell, two for 30 off four. They bowled really, really well, uh, and they really asked some decent questions uh, of the England attack. So um, I think England were bad, and I think in this game, West Indies were very good.
0: They were. Jason Holder does need a shout-out there. Career best figures for him in T20 international cricket. He's one of those guys who for whatever reason, exceptional test player, is a little bit in and out of this West Indies team, and it has been hard for players because they play some games and then they're not involved because franchise stars come back. But he's kind of put his hand up, taking his opportunity and gone, hey, four for seven, economy rate of 1.90, 18 dot balls, only one boundary coming off the bat. That's world class. Um, The other thing that stood out for me about this West Indies team, Rich, is mm. they were really fired up. Like, there was a huge mm. amount of energy going around the team and they were taking any chances and putting their bodies, bodies on the line, mm. maybe a little bit of an exaggeration, but mm-hmm. they were working really hard to limit every single run on the pitch
1: yeah absolutely I mean, world cricket is a better place when west indies are, are, are good you know looking good and they're fun to watch and this is exactly what they were in this team and um, it does help when you get in wickets when you get into a team early you know first sixth ball of the over wasn't it first over the last ball of the first over we get the first wicket we well, then just the penultimate ball of the next over we get the next wicket if you are west indies you know and then again next ball Moen ali goes Your tails are up. You're going to be firing. You're going to be... That extra level has been found without really having to do anything. The bowlers have gone and done what they should do. Took catches if it was catches that were required. And you just go with it from there. You just surf the wave, if so to speak. And England couldn't keep up. England just found themselves behind and just couldn't find a way of getting out. And that's what happens in T20 sometimes. If, if this series kind of changed, if this was a performance in the third game, let's say England had gone 2-0 up, you kind of just go, ah, OK, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but because it was the first one, it, it sets the marker down, doesn't it? It sets the, uh, the standard, if you want. The pressure is on a little bit more for, for individuals um, and West Indies get themselves in. I thought West Indies were great. I really did. There's yes. some, some players that are, are playing for an international future here that might not have ordinarily had an opportunity and we're seeing players that we didn't know the names of, suddenly you're putting faces to names and you're putting talents and abilities to names as well. And there's some really fun players. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I really, I genuinely, I know this might sound a bit bizarre as an English fan, but I really enjoyed this first game. Second game we'll get to in a minute, but this was a fun game because it was good to see West Indies do so well. Um, I'm going to give you a date, Rich, and I'm not asking you to guess what happened. I'm not sure my missus will be happy about that.
0: <laughs> 16th of February, 2020. Right. Okay. Yep. The last time Owen Morgan registered a fifty in T Twenty international God, cricket.
1: Don't do this to me.
0: And I've ca- I can't count that's... them off the top of my head, but that might be twenty five games ago. It could be more. It could be less. So, oh, don't you, you just captain. you're just setting me up? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> so, ca- I think it's got to be talked about because hmm. excellent captain um, yep. leads a very talented team really well, and and yep. however he does it. Uh, great leader, gets the best out of the players on mm-hmm. the pitch. But I, I don't think you can lose a, a World Cup semi-final and then have another World Cup coming up without going. Owen Morgan, if he doesn't score runs during this time, we I don't like talking, this is a pessimistic English view. If he doesn't mm-hmm. score runs and we don't win, is that, is that the end of the road for... Owen Morgan, who is now cracking on a little bit in years. He's now 35, he'll be 36 come the World Cup.
1: Look, I'm a little bit conflicted with Owen Morgan because I'm not a huge fan of every decision he's made or how he goes about things. I don't think he's universally loved. Um, I think those that he supports love him, but he's one of those I think that he will quite, it seems to discard players. And obviously, we know of the Vendettas, et cetera, with the Hales and, and whatnot. Owen Morgan has to be performing. He is an exceptional captain. It's going to take a hell of a lot to remove him, extricate him from this side. It's a bit like Joe Root and the Seth side. If Joe Root doesn't want the captaincy anymore, that's when he'll give up the captaincy. Not before that. There won't be a decision made, I, don't, I wouldn't imagine. Well, I'd be shocked if there was. If anybody turned around and said Joe Root's fired, that would be the worst thing I could imagine yeah. in English cricket. Owen Morgan's similar. He's bought himself all the time he wants. When he wants to step down as captain, he will step down as captain. So it's only at that point. I've, I've seen something recently about, you know, being quite a self, you know, selfless captain and a team man and stuff. There was an argument to suggest that perhaps the best thing for this, this T20 team, the World Cup, was Owen Morgan not playing and handing over responsibility to somebody else and maybe giving the captaincy over. Because I don't think he was part of the best eleven team we had for the World Cup. Yeah. In this team, we're missing some of the players, aren't we? So obviously he's in there again, but he he does need to go and get get a score. Even you know, no matter how long he's been captain or what he's done in the past, he'll be questioning himself a a little bit. Yeah, you know, at some point. So for his well-being, more than anything, for his leadership, he needs a score to to re-establish himself and lock himself in. Whether he decides to carry on, that's up to him. I I the character he seems to be. He'll still be captain at the next World Cup. And he might not have even hit a 50 by then. Yeah, He'll Um, he'll still be captain.
0: Yeah, I think he'll be captain come the World Cup. And with the one-day World Cup being the year after, I think that might be the natural stopping point. Because by then, he's 36. If he's still scoring some runs. But it has been a while since we've seen a Morgan knock. Uh, One guy at the other end of the scale, Rich. Liam Dawson, first game since 2018, Mm. I think, for England. Well, he gets run out for two off nine balls face down in the middle of the pitch. Like of all the things that could have happened during that first innings, Liam Dawson would have thought, I don't want to do a Mike Atherton on 99 and be crawling trying to get back in McCrease.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not the way he'd have imagined this gone when he's rehearsing in front of the mirror in the hotel room the night <laughs> before. He'd have been thinking of a good a good swashbuckling 30 or something down the order. Okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't fit to be for him. Luckily, or, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but he did bowl pretty well in this first game. Um, so that is something, um, but it was the men after him, wasn't it? Chris Jordan and Adil Rashid. That uh, you know, if we want to find a positive for this game, yeah that was the two. And like I say, Chris Jordan was exceptional, considering the the batting card ahead of him. I thought he he batted really, really well uh, to uh, to get England up to a can we call it respectable total, hundred and three. I think it gives you a chance,
0: like maybe a. a two in a 100 chance of pulling off a victory but <laughs> if you defend in 60 or 70 you know there's you know you're up the creek with no paddle but 100 yeah. get a few early wickets a few tied overs you Ooh. you never know and yeah well you you do know and west indies yeah. they didn't romp home but 104 for one off 17 overs one with three overs to spare brandon king great 52 mm. off 49 and you know what I appreciate, you know, we spoke on the preview podcast, this West Indies team's approach and strategy has to change. Mm. They can't just be the old West Indies of 43% dots and then they'll hit a four and a six. And here, Mm. I think you saw slightly different. There was only eight boundaries and one six. There was a lot of ones, a lot of twos, a lot of running really hard, even to mid on, mid off. And they're Mm -hmm. not places you tend to see West Indies scampering through for one. Um, in the power plays in previous times. Whereas here, it was like every run counts. We're going to accumulate runs. We're going to play in a slightly different manner. And I I thought, you know, for what it was, they're chasing Mm. 100, but I came away with confidence going, okay, they've got a game plan. They're going to change the way they approach their batting and they might not be looking to score 240 every innings, But at the same time, they're probably not going to end up being bowled out for
1: 55 at the World Cup like they did last time. Mm. They're going to accumulate a score. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And Brandon King showed, a a, you know, he wasn't fluid. He wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't look like he was in at any point particularly, Uh, but he he just kept going. He kept going and it was a huge knock for him as much as anything else, as, as much as being for the West Indies team. So he made sure that, you know, over my dead body, I'm going to make sure I take this score home. 103, we're not going to screw this up, guys. Um, Shy Hope did pretty well, didn't he? Nice stumping for Billings, Rashid pulling him forward, yep. getting him out, and uh, lovely little bit of work from uh, from the Test debutant Sam Billings. And uh, Nicholas Boran is is probably their star man now, isn't he, with the bat uh, without yep. Evan Lewis and without um Ron Hetmeyer. yeah. Yes. So uh, so he's the one that you know. Let's see how he reacts in this series. Can he put himself up and be the new big boss of uh, of this West Indies batting lineup? Um, Bowling, if I can jump onto it, um, Saki Mahmood and Chris Jordan were a little bit ineffectual at the top of the order. Um, spinners, yes. Dawson and Rashid both bowled well. Yeah. Um, Timor Mills, pretty good figures. Um, you know, be interested to get your take on that. And Moe and Ali just got the one over, um, surprisingly, when you consider how well the two spinners did. Um, not saying it would have changed anything. There were still 2.5 overs left in the inning, so plenty of time for West Indies. But a little bit surprising, Moe Ali didn't bowl more. Um, and yeah, just a little bit underwhelmed by the seamers. Yeah, I just look at it and go, they're chasing 100. They don't have to take the risks that England
0: were taking when mm. they were trying to set 100 to win. So they can just kind of ride it out a little bit, pick up bad balls, ones and twos. They're only scoring at four, five and over. It's it's a different game, chasing 100. Mm. Um, I think from an England point of view, England like to chase and they're exceptional. They're the best team in the world that's probably ever been that's been chasing in white ball mm. cricket. And you want to see them set good scores, batting first consistently. And mm. I came away a, a little disappointed with that. Mm. I think Shy Hope deserves a little bit of a nod for his uh, keeping work as well. I thought he kept quite mm. well in the first innings. Mm. Exceptional stumping. Sam Billings is a world-class player of spin. And mm. um, Akiel Hussain, left armour, spun it away mm. from him, tidy piece of work. And if you've got Sam yeah. Billings out stump, you're doing something right. So I, yeah. I just came away going, better team won on the day but it does it does show to me that there's a place in t20 cricket for bowling line and length still Ooh. still mm. and it, it is a little controversial because length can go but mm. here West Indies bowled on the length and the pitch was doing bits so they hit the pitch hard and the pitch mm. was doing bits and it made it really difficult for England
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah they they've, they've full credit for this you know the first game victory wasn't it this, there's not a lot more you can say about them. I was just very, very impressed from one to eleven. Uh, there wasn't a performance in this in this West Indian team that that underwhelmed. You, you talk of the wicketkeeper, you know that it was a great bit of work on the stumping, but he looked solid. You know, there's a few, um, you know, practice stumpings. Let's put it that way. We all we all have the club keeper that likes to whip the bales I every time the ball beats the bat, Shai <laughs> Hope was doing a little bit of that, but he was rapid. You know, his hands were great. Um, so you know, every single player. Was wanting to take that opportunity and they certainly did. Um, you know, names that we might not be you know familiar with, the Romario Shepherds, the Odeon, Smiths, et cetera, of this world. Akiel Hazain did really well in the World yep. Cup. Yep. He played well. He started, we started catch our eye early on in that tournament. Um, so, you know, there are players that are making their way up, you know, with the bat as well, Brandon King, someone we might not know overly well. Um, but this is what it's about. It's a transition time, isn't it? England, yes, we're missing a few players, but for West Indies, they're missing some players. Yeah, <laughs> So it's a real opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So we, we move on to the second one, back-to-back we days, do. which every game being played yep.
0: at Barbados. 171 Ballsley. for eight England, uh, batting yep. first again. This was mm-hmm. much different in a lot of ways. And I'm going to start with the West Indies. Here, mm. the West Indies completely changed the length they were bowling. Um, mm. They were bowling way too full. As opposed to mm-hmm. the day before, they were hitting the length mm. and the ball was doing bits off the pitch, and there was uh, irrational bounce. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. irrational bounce. Um, and they also made a mess of it in the field. They missed catches because of the sun, mm. they dropped catches. mowing Nally was going to put the lottery on after the game, thinking,
1: wow, well, I got to 31 <laughs>
0: for six. Like it was <laughs> it was an Adam and Eve performance. Adam and Eve. Um That's it. Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and, Jekyll, and Jekyll and Hyde, that's a better one. I mean, it was a Rich and Rob performance. Um, and it just goes to underpin the fact that this is everything Phil Simmons said it was. It's a developing team and they're learning and they're young. But as long as they go on the pitch and give 110%, um, then what more can you do? In fact, I saw a great meme about 110% earlier today, which made me laugh. Guy walks into an interview, mm. he's got a glass on the table and he pours himself some water and he pours it all the way over. It keeps going and going. Interviewer turns around and goes are you nervous? And he goes no, just giving 110%. There you go. We're, we're, we're here. Uh, rate, review, subscribe while we're here.
1: <laughs> There's no such thing as 110%. No, so, no. So Jason yeah. Roy back to a
0: bit of form. Also yeah. Tom Banton 25 off 18. I thought and I've been quite critical of him in the England setup, actually, over the mm. last year. I actually thought looked really, really good in this innings.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's, he's still a young guy, isn't he? He's, he's making his way. He's 11th T20 international now, top score of 71. Um, he, he's not quite grabbed hold of it yet, has he? And that's what we're looking for is players to really just start nailing down spots, trying to make it really hard for anyone that's not in the setup at the moment. And um, he was going really well, wasn't he? 25 of 18. That was a hell of a court and bold. Anyone that knows me, a ball that's drilled back that flat as a caught on bold, I have got no idea if it's going five miles an hour or 500 miles an hour. <laughs> I, I, I try and catch the ball about four times usually before it reaches me. Give me a loop on a catch and I'll, I'll snaffle it, but give me a straight one like that. So that, for me, I'm just there. I'm clapping Fabian Allen just going, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. You don't realise how good that is, people. Um, but yeah, Banton was looking good, so it's disappointing of him, but that's the way it is. If you're going to smack the ball in the air back at the keeper, you give him a chance. Uh, Jason Roy, it was really good for him to, uh, to get up and running in this series after a really, really impressive knock, obviously, in the warm-up game. Um, James Vince a little bit disappointing. Um, as we said, I'm sure there'll be calls for him to be batting at three by the time the test team's uh, next announced. Um, it was quite an amusing dismissal, that, wasn't it? It was, mate. Um, yeah, clipped his bail. Wicketkeeper's gloves are nowhere near. Um, and he's inquiring about how he was bold. You know, I'm surprised he didn't get a bit of a send off there. To be honest, um, he almost but, gave uh, it the, uh, the
0: <laughs> Cody treatment and almost did a review for a bold. <laughs> what what <laughs> are Just you imagine doing, it, you...
1: <laughs> Yeah, go on, send him upstairs. So yeah, that was disappointing for him as well. But uh, but yeah, Jason Roy, it's good to see him going. Mo and Ali, although you know he did get a bit of an opportunity. Um, he uh, he did get a get a few runs as well. So they built up a relatively good total, didn't he? And that man again down the order, Chris Jordan, 27 on 15 after his 28, I think it was in the first innings. First yeah. innings? God, you can tell we've been watching Test match cricket, can't you? In the first international. So he's looking really good with the bat. And it's great to see because I really like Chris Jordan as a uh, as a cricketer. Um I don't know him or anything else, so got no idea. Um Sam right. Billings
0: came in above Owen Morgan in this game. Right. Yep. Are we are we reading into that that Owen Morgan's dropping down to a no, a, no. A seven in the lineup? I don't know if it's seven. I can't count that far. But yeah, is he a, a seven? And he what I found really six. interesting about this, mm. we had mm. and I don't know if you get the same commentary. We had Steve Harmison on commentary with um, Ian Bishop at the time. Yeah, and Harmison, I actually really like him as a commentator. Mm. But here he made a dumb comment that Moeen Alley was at the crease. Sam Billings was coming in to bat with him. And Moeen Ali will be annoyed that it's not Owen Morgan because he's going to have to run ones and twos really hard. Yeah, that that wasn't his strongest point. That's a bit of a silly comment because you're playing for your country. It's 20 overs. Get on
1: with it, mate. It's also a little bit lazy. There's the potential, if you wanted to, to point to certain stereotyping. But um, I'm not going to go there today. Steve Harmison has been really, really impressive as a commentator. I've enjoyed listening to him. There's somebody else in the comms box as well. And I forget who it is at the moment, but I'll catch it after the third game, Who's someone else has impressed me. Um, I think the decision to move Billings up above Morgan was nothing more than let's go with a right and left-hand combination yep. rather than bring in Morgan so you've got two left-handers, just to make it a little bit more difficult for uh, the West Indies bowlers who were, I don't want to say struggling at this point because they obviously were taking wickets, but they, were, um, they weren't, they were you know, let's make it a little bit harder for them. Let's just, yeah, just yeah. Keep, it, keep it that way. Let's not take a foot off the gas. So I think that's all it was. Owen Morgan, 13 off 12 again. I think you've got to call it another failure. Um, yeah. If he'd got 13 off six, you can kind of call it, oh, he had a good swish and got out. But, you know, I'm not criticising his 13 off 12 balls. You know, that's fine. It's, it's not a problem with that strike rate. But it's we just need to see a score, don't we? Was, I don't think the outcome is going to change, particularly with him, but we just need a score.
0: Yeah, we do. It, there was two and a half overs left. And in that time, Chris Jordan was able mm. to come out and accelerate. And yeah, as a number eight, is looking really good. 27 off 15 mm. balls and is adding good value. Cause you know, he's going to be there. Mm. England like to use him in those later overs, mm. death overs him and uh, Tim L Mills at uh, the death overs are exceptional, but yeah, one, one, seven, one, I think is a pretty good score. And I think it's mm. one, seven, one because West Indies were very poor in the field and they missed their lengths. They were, they were bowling way too full, mm. um, too much of this innings for me, but Akil Hussein needs a little doth of the cap again because he was exceptional. One for 15, Absolutely. going at economy rate of five. Spinner bowling three overs only went for one boundary. And he got the wicket again of Sam Billings, very good player of spin. Mm-hmm. Billings kind of looking in two minds about what sweet shop to play and just ends up top edging it. So um, mm-hmm. more power to you. That's, that's really, really good. And I think if the West Indies look at it, they go Fabian Allen, one over too many ends up with two for fifty. Two for fifty. Eight <laughs> boundaries and two sixes. That's that's gone round the park a bit, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah, you'll want that back, really, if he gets that chance again. Um, to be fair, Mario Shepard, who's somebody we're going to talk about in a minute, um, he went for a worse strike rate at the economy, sorry, at 13s, uh, but he only bowled two overs. So there's the, there's the benefit of only bowling two overs versus four when you're comparing <laughs> yourself to your mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit disappointing for Westings in this one. Uh, like you said, they didn't quite get it right. Uh, a good score for England. Just worth noting as well, Reece Topley did not bat, but he was the only change, wasn't he, in for Timor Mills? in this game West Indies were unchanged obviously um, so yeah so you would expect at this point 171 for eight, especially after you've seen the first game well that's a winning total isn't it no problems whatsoever winning total and then I'm, I'm just going to just progress things slightly Rob before I let you jump back in two wickets down for just six on the board after 2.3 overs this is a cruise for England yeah. feet up, cigars on happy days game one well, i switched yeah. off. I switched off.
0: I was <laughs> I was on daddy duty and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go out and play. I'm going to go out and play. I'm going to go and play instead. Um, mm-hmm. And watch the cricket and I'll just catch up with it later in the night. So <laughs> I was like, it was done. And then yep. all hell breaks loose. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a bit, isn't it? So, you know, a bit of, bit of an effort from the top order, but it never looked close. This is the no. thing, you know, Peran gets 24, Darren Bravo, 23, Darren Bravo. He was, he's such a naturally gifted player. Such a, a lovely, you know, one of just lovely just stroke playing batsman. He played a little bit at so quite a few years ago. I was so excited when he came over and he didn't really click, he didn't really make that score that you the memorable score, let's put it that way. But he's just always somebody that I've just waited. I've been waiting for him to just take that leap into yeah. sort of world stardom as a batsman. He's not quite there, but it was nice to see him back around playing. Um, middle order collapses, doesn't it? And then a certain Romario Shepherd and a certain Akhil Hussain come together and um, make it very, very close. Yeah, well, we win by a run, (laughs) but
0: the fact is, when we're looking at this, they scored 23 runs off the 18th over, eight Mm -hmm. off the 19th over, which was bowled by Reese Topley, so more power to you, Reese. There's there's some good plus points. And then Mm. 28 in the final over. Um, One wide dot... Four four, one wide, and then six six six.
1: Um,
0: The the number of the devils being thrown into a cricket game, and it makes me a little bit uneasy, mate. I'm going
1: to be honest. Yeah, I was looking forward to slowly going through that over. You've you've ruined it for me there. I was going to build the build it up. Yeah, it was Ellis seventy-two off nine. Hilarious after, by the end of this innings, when they're both on there, was it both? They both got forty-four unbeaten. Uh, Shepherd off twenty-eight deliveries, one four, five, sixes, and Akilah uh, Zain's sixteen balls, three fours, four sixes. Romario Shepard was send, was basically turning down runs um, early on in this this partnership. He was basically saying, "Nope, nope, yep. I'm not going to waste a ball. I'm going to just no, we're not having that one. I'll face the next ball, and I'm going to go big." And the man, Achille, has Hussain, very quickly uh, got close to Shepard's score and just kept going as well uh, with a 275 strike rate. Go on, That's boy. Um, it's something else, isn't it? Um, I just like I say, 72, I think it was off. What did I say? Off 29 deliveries? Um, yep. Simply stunning. They needed 30 to win, didn't they, off that last over? 30 runs. It's just crazy. I mean, like, like you said, a wide, a dot. Okay, right, no problem. And then 4-4 four, four wide, 6-6-6. Six, six, six. It's just, yeah, I mean, that was unbelievable from saying those last three sixes. Um, and give him a hat trick. <laughs> yeah, even even though they've
0: lost, mate, this will feel like a win to the West Indies
1: to see mm-hmm. their lower
0: order. And a Romario Shepherd who's young into his mm-hmm. um, T20 international career. Yeah. That's going to feel like a win. He's only played 11 T20s and he's mm-hmm. only scored 100 runs in total. And then he goes and does this, like...
1: Yeah. It's an incredible yeah. performance by them, really. Big time, big time. What I loved as well, Crick Info commentary on that last ball um, the, after the, the six had been hit. Just, they, whoever was on their credit to you. He types up, it's the most outstanding failure and manageable. And that is said in the absolute nicest possible way. It was a stunning performance. And it, I quite like that West Indies took us this close because I want to make sure this England team does not rest on laurels and it kicks on again because... You know, it's been the number one team in the world. We got, we fell short in the World Cup. Yeah. But that motivation, I need to see that motivation of an England team to be great again, to win again. Because we've seen it too many times over the years. I mean, the, the great example for me of England cricket teams settling is the 2005 Ashes team. One of the greatest series, one of the greatest teams. They, all, they go to Downing Street, they get their OBs and, and whatever it was, MBEs. And then we completely crap the bed next time we go to Australia and get absolutely hammered. Yeah. I want to see England teams have success. Maybe we stumble, but then go again. Self motivation, drive yourself to say we want to be better than the team we were before. Don't try and beat somebody else. Yeah. Improve yourself. Um, and I just I want to see England just take a step up, a couple of notches in this series so far. Full credit to West Indies. Don't get me wrong. Loving seeing this West Indies team. Some really good cricketers. But I want to see England now step up. Um, they, they, they've lost the first game, quite embarrassing uh, circumstances. And this one could have been soul-destroying. Yeah, it would have been. It, it would have been. Have destroyed. I mean, it could have been 2-0, and you're talking almost game over, aren't you, for this series? So, you know, it's, it's finally balanced now, and I really want to see him step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's the batting. You need someone from that top six to step
0: up. And there is experience yeah. in there. Um, James Vince is next incumbent number three, as long as Joe Root doesn't play T20 international cricket. <laughs> You've got Jason Roy, who's one of the better players in the world. Moe Nally, who's probably batting a couple of places too high in international cricket. Owen Morgan, who's desperate for runs. Mm-hmm. Sam Billing, who is in and out this team, but mm. will be there at the World Cup probably as a backup um, for Johnny Harder's nails, Bairstow. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's somewhat, someone's got to take ownership of it. But there's something about going to the West Indies, Rich. It doesn't matter what mm. format we do it. We normally have a hard time. It's never easy, mm. to, even when the West Indies team is young, inexperienced, mm. or at times they've been poor, at times they've been world-class. But yep. it doesn't matter who we go up against. We, just, we have a hard time in the West Indies. Why is
1: that? Yeah, they, they raise, I think West Indies, first and foremost, raise the game. I think they love playing England. I think that's you know, it's the historical um, relationship, however you want to put it. You know, the fact that we've been playing cricket against each other for so many years. We were, you know, England back in the day were like the mother country, if you want. Um, and I think there's all that. I think these teams like West Indies and India and the rest, I think they want to beat England and rightly so. They want to beat the old imperial master and all that nonsense. um So I think it's really, I don't, I'm not saying it's personal, but you raise your game against that team that you see as, you know, the old traditional powerhouse or however you want to put it. You know, it's like playing Man United, isn't it? Or whatever i yeah however you want to put it but i think teams raise the game and i think west indies love giving it to england um i think the teams get on but i just think they absolutely love no matter who's pulling that jersey on every love team giving, team it, loves to giving it to england yeah too right as they should as they should as they should, as they should. Um, yeah I, go on
0: I, I was gonna say so th- three more games mate three yeah. more games it's one a piece it's actually perfectly set for me saying yeah, it it's gonna be a four-one win and I think you said it was gonna be a three-one <laughs> win with one rained off so we're both in the game yeah. at the moment. Yeah. What what do you expect to see? What 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 do you what do you expect to see and what do you want to see?
1: Yeah coming? well first first off I'd like to see Livingston in the team. I think he yeah. gives us a different different uh, dynamic um and I was a little bit disappointed as well I've, I've, yeah, I, I don't want to say a lot disappointed, probably a little bit disappointed that um, Phil Salt's not a pinch uh, made an appearance Disappointed. Yet. Yeah, I was a pinch disappointed there was no soul. Yep. I'm a pepper man, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Banton and Vince haven't really shown everything they can do yet. Um, I'm not saying you're going to drop one of those. Vince got his 100, didn't he, in the ODI last summer. Um, so yes, he's a good T20 player. But is he, is he an international 2020 player? I think that's the question, isn't it? He? He's a very good domestic uh, T20 player, but I'm not quite sure if I want him in my 11 um, to take on the best best in the world. Um, so I'd like to see Solomon Livingston make their way into the team. Uh, who, you know, for who, I, I don't know. Um, Saki Mahmood, I'd like to see them persevere with him because he's not had the easiest run so far. Uh, but I would like to see them just stick on because we do need to just quickly touch on that. Um, None for 45 of his four, Saki Mahmood. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jordan, won 39 off his three. Yes, outstanding batting by Akil and uh, Romario, but we need to we need to be a little bit better towards the end of an innings. We struggled in the World Cup with this as well. So whoever it might be, whether it's continuing with Jordan or the likes of Mahmood, who we love, and we want to see progress in all forms of cricket for England. Um, I'd love to see him don the whites and get in the test side, um, but we need to be a little bit better. So I hope they do persevere. Um, and give him a good run so he can bowl, him, bowl, his, you know, bowl himself into a, a match a match winner one in one of these mm. games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see some fresh face. I don't think we're going to see Harry Brook with a bat. Uh, I don't really think nah. he's, he's ready. I think he's more there for experience. Uh, but however you get Salton, I'm not going to cry too much if Bantam gets dropped or if it's Vince. Um, and I want to see Livingston. And again, I'm not really bothered who he's in for. Um, perhaps this could be a nice series where we actually do drop Morgan out for a couple of games because it'd be nice to see who's a captain give some responsibility in a game um now's the time as far away from a world cup as you could possibly imagine um in the t20 uh, calendar so why not why not give someone a couple of games leading brave them on the brave call dropping your captain but I, I it's a tactical dropping it's more of a resting <laughs> rest and rotation <laughs> yes exactly, um, exactly i also
0: want to see how england bounce back under different uh, leadership and I'm not talking Morgan here I'm talking about mm. you, Tresco and Collingwood at the top yeah uh, like yeah. how do we respond under their management what are we talking mm. about uh, we mm. proverbial we, we it's like when I go yes. oh yeah we lost to Australia and my wife turns around and goes we did you yeah. say? <laughs> well, well it is a we we're all emotionally invested in this exactly
1: of course we are it's always we it has it, to be it's always so, we yeah. Um, Talking so, of weed, the fans, they look like they're having a hell of a time. I just want to say that. Just yeah, just a week in Barbados watching cricket, yeah, shorts and T-shirts, flip-flops, whatever, plenty of beers and rum. It looks a cracking time, that does. I'm, I'm very, very envious of all those England cricket fans at the moment. It, it does, mate. They do look like they're having a blast. So they've got three mm. more games to go. Uh, game on
0: Wednesday, game on Saturday, game on Sunday to finish off. We'll be back probably the end of the series to have a wrap up on that Then we've, we've mm. got a new segment on the show and we're going to try and keep it pretty short it's, it's called a five good minutes and in five good Ooh. minutes we're going to tell you a whole bunch of stuff that's going on in world cricket so the clock timer
1: rich wow is is we're going, going on now right that was easy go go on, ready you're to go. leading joe Root, <laughs> icc
0: player of the year seven hundred seventeen hundred and eight runs in 2012 uh, third most ever, two double centuries, 400s, three in a row against India. Is this England's greatest
1: performance in a single calendar year by a batsman? I think it's up there. I think Alistair Cook was the last Englishman that won it in 2011 after that series that I'd mentioned once or twice, the 2010-11 Ashes, when he scored rather a lot of runs. Um, yeah, I think absolutely sensational performance from him. I think he's well, well deserved. Uh, Carl Jamieson of New Zealand, he of 7 foot 12 or whatever he is, uh, Dimeth Karuna Ratner, the Strangler at Opener and India Spinner, Ravichandran and Ashwin were the other nominees. But Joe Rue, absolutely head and shoulders above everybody this year. Well-deserved. Mm. Shane Shara-Fridi, Cigar Field Sofers Trophy
0: for ICC Men's Cricketer of the Year. 47 test wickets at 17, 8 one-day wickets at 41, 23 T20 wickets at 26. Economy rate at 7.86. I've put Inspired a Nation, question mark. It's been a turbulent year for Pakistan. This is a good reward for a great young cricketer.
1: Pakistan have been a fun team to watch for a number of years now, but they haven't been able to get results to go along with these performances. They started putting that together in this World Cup and Shine Charaf is the absolute key um, or one of the big keys. Batting one or two players, I might argue, that They're pretty important, but Shine Drive is absolutely immense. And I love this guy. I think we when we first did this pod, Rob, it was one of the first weeks we did it. I remember seeing this guy still a little bit of a video of this 17-year-old taking four for nothing just about um in Pakistan domestic cricket. And he looked a unit. Um and he's still a unit, and he's again well deserved. Love the guy. I'm not gonna say who else could have won it. I, I don't know. Joe Root probably Could have won every award this year, but the big man of 3D, I love it, and I love that Pakistan are are putting themselves back up there as well. It's great, yeah. Good on them.
0: Pakistan are are definitely getting themselves in a good Mm. place. Um, Ian Cobain, first time I said name, well pronounced, Um, well pronounced. Thirty-four year old on holiday in Adelaide, (laughs) BBL completely ravaged by COVID, and he gets a call saying, "Do you want a game for Adelaide Strikers in the Big Bash?" Goes in, makes 35 night out against the Scorchers, 71 night out against the Sixers wow. to put them into the playoffs, and 65 off 38 to put them into the Eliminator final. <laughs> Winner goes forward uh, and plays the Scorchers in the final. Is this the best holiday that anyone's ever had, ever, given his earning potential has just gone through the roof?
1: <laughs> I think, uh, I think uh, was he just on holiday? He wasn't actually on the holiday just following the Big Bash just in case there was a need for him. His agent told him, just get out there. Um, It's awesome. I would also like to say that whoever was bowling him balls on the beach to warm him up and get him into this nick can probably do a better job of coaching England than the uh, the test coaches we had for the Ashes. So if it's his three-year-old kid, I don't know if he's got a kid, but if it's like his wife or his girlfriend or whatever... Give them a coaching job because he has come into this on fire, hasn't he? Um, more power to him, absolutely brilliant! Lovely, lovely story. Um, he's, he's been a little bit in the wilderness with his with the sculpt runs, hasn't he, over the last few years? Got to start getting back onto it last year, last summer for Gloucestershire, yeah. uh, if I'm right. Is it Gloucestershire or Hampshire? He plays Gloucestershire, isn't Gloucestershire, it? Gloucestershire, yeah, yeah. So Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant story. It's what we would all used to dream of, isn't it? Of like just yeah. suddenly someone picking you out of the crowd. Here, sonny, have you got your boots with you? Come and open the bowling. Yeah, love it. Um, one minute's 30 left. PSL, due to start
0: Thursday the 27th. Three players, yep. five support staff test positive already. Question
1: mark. <clears throat> does it get interrupted by COVID? Everything's been interrupted by COVID, so yes.
0: Ian Cobain has been snapped up by Karachi Kings. Matt yes. Parkinson and Pat Brown have been called up to Peshawar, Zlami uh, Tom Abel, Sakib Mahmood, Liam Livingston are all out of the squad. And Dan Lawrence has been called up as a supplementary reserve Good Quetta Gladiators. Um, question mark. Dan Lawrence, why is he not a T20 star as of yet?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Does he even know how to bat anymore after spending about three months in Australia not doing anything? Uh, maybe they've just got him as a specialist drinks carrier. I don't know. But um, I would like to see... Him get a good run in this PSL. He's a good player. He's an aggressive player. Uh, no reason why he can't be a very, very good T20 player. He seems to be overlooked a bit. Not quite sure Test is where we want to see him for the next uh, year or so.
0: Last one IPL. Lucknow have announced their oh, new franchise names. Two expansion teams going in. Lucknow Super Giants. This franchise was bought by RP Sanjeev. Uh, a diversified Indian business group for a sum of 7090 core, about 940 million U.S. dollars. Uh, they have announced that k Rahul would be captain of the new franchise. They mm. bought him for 2.28 million U.S. dollars, joint highest fee pl- uh, paid for an IPL player. Previously, um, RP Sanjeev Goenka Group did own Rising Pune Supergiants, <laughs> later changed the name to Rising Pune Come uh, on giants i think question Don't, mark what the hell is up with these nicknames super giant on. is one of the most ridiculous no. names that i've ever heard of
1: very very quickly why is it not just look now giants why do we have super giants why are you trying to steal chennai's name the chennai super kings which yes sounds like a brand of cigarette but it doesn't matter it's still better than look now super giants. sorry look now supporters but come on super why do we need super in there it makes no sense whatsoever. Um, Ahmedabad have still got to name their team, haven't they? I'm very confident it will be a better name than Super Giants. Sorry, like it, mate. Five minutes,
0: forty five seconds. There's Ooh. world cricket in uh, a good five minutes, so yeah. I think that's as about as done. We'll try and do one of these wrap up things near the end of everything that's going on next time, Rich. We've got a bit mm-hmm. more time. We need to delve deep into the Brendan Taylor saga, which has come out on Twitter since his personal statement yesterday. Going to yep. be really interesting to read, understand, and uh, see what's going on with that in the moment. And plus, when we're coming back again, the big bash will be wrapped up. The PSL will mm-hmm. be pretty much getting ready to get underway. Uh, and I need to check when the IPL date is going on. Anything else, Rich?
1: Nope, all good. Looking forward, We'll jump back on after the third T20, I reckon. We're all good. And you
0: know what? We might even in five good minutes next time mention that India lost 3 0 to South Africa in the one dayers. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Till next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.